0: everybody welcome to sunday night service amen who's excited to be together tonight in the house of the lord amen well hey i always say it every sunday night the coffee bar is the second most fun place in barstow to be the number one place though is right here in these chairs yeah so let's make our way into the main service this evening amen and we are gonna get started uh who was with us this morning who got to amen. We had a great time. We have Dana and Liz Nile with us tonight from Montana, but from all over the world. And so this morning we had uh, brother. Dana brought us the word. And tonight Liz is going to bring the word. And hey, I heard it's a hot one. It's going to be on fire. So are we ready this evening? Amen. All right. Let's stand up together. We're going to open up tonight by speaking some words of faith over the united states of america and we are going to keep declaring and decreeing that america is coming to jesus amen let's speak these words together father we come to you in jesus name and in unity we confess that jesus christ is lord over the united states of america we declare that righteousness mercy justice and judgment from you shall prevail All right, we got a few announcements to go over here this evening. All right. Who got some ice cream after service this morning to help out with Honduras? Yeah. All right. So uh, we have the Honduras trip is coming up here. Uh, I mean, less than two months away at this point. And so uh, we're, we're getting all the final funding together for that. And uh, we wanted to give you a heads up that this coming Sunday, uh, we're going to be receiving a special offering towards the trip. We've got about 10 people going and we're going to make sure that everybody gets to go. That's on that list. So just be prepared and uh and asking god this coming week hey what it is that that he wants you to do uh, to be able to help out with that amen all right we have this coming sunday is baptism service all right this coming sunday morning looks like we got nine people signed up so far but um hey we're going to be baptizing this sunday at the 10 a.m service get signed up if you haven't been baptized we understand that's not what gets you to heaven, but it is a very important part of your Christian faith. And it is a great chance to make a public declaration for Jesus. So uh, get signed up and we have a class um, in the morning time uh, and we'll fill you in on that once you get signed up. All right. And then we have the National Day of Prayer coming up, amen? And uh, that is about a week and a half away. It's going to be on Thursday, May 4th at 7 p.m. And I, as your pastor, am asking for all High Desert Word Center people to be here that night. Who's going to be here that night? Amen. And so we are hosting the event for the entire city and, uh, we just want to do a really great job on that. Uh, all the other churches are joining us. And as I have been telling you, uh, we're going to be taking communion together as an entire city of Christians. And I believe it's going to be a very powerful experience. We got all the other pastors. I'm, g- I'm not going to be doing the praying. I'm just kind of hosting the event, but all of, a lot of the other pastors are going to be doing, uh, the praying for us. Uh, we've got a lot of worship, uh, members from other churches that are going be leading us in worship and so it's going to be a fantastic night don't miss out on this wonderful night of unity and prayer and faith amen all right and then we have the uh mother-son country breakfast coming up for mother's day yes i said it right all right and uh, that is going to be on Saturday, May 13th at 9 a.m. That's Mother's Day weekend and the cost is right there on the screen and uh, this is a great chance for moms and sons, amen, to, to have a good time of connection. Uh, last year we did a mother-daughter banquet, so this year it's mother-son and uh, make sure you take advantage of that and hey, adult men, you could bring your mom to church uh, for that and bless her for Mother's Day, amen? What a great time to, to remember her and make sure that we are honoring the moms all right well i think that is all of the announcements for tonight so who knows what time it is now yeah it's happy time all right it's time for our sunday night tithes and offerings if you need an envelope raise your hand and the ushers will get you one if you're giving online you can go to hdwc.org giving we're gonna open our bibles tonight to luke chapter 6 amen Yes, Luke chapter 6, and at the end of the service, we'll be uh, receiving an offering for Dana and Liz and their ministry, Ends of the Earth Ministries, so make sure you remember that. Uh, so right now, this is just the regular uh, church tithes and offerings. So here's a verse that, hey, you've probably heard a lot if you've been around here very long, but Luke 6 and verse 38, I'm going to read it in the King James, uh, amen. So Luke 6, verse 38, it says, give, and then you don't have any left for yourself. No, it says give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure pressed down and shaken together and running over shall men give into your bosom. For with the same measure that you meet withal it shall be measured to you again and so we know from the word of god that as we give it shall be given back unto us now our well understand also that our main motivation for giving isn't just so we can get stuff back but it's an undeniable fact from the word of god that as we give hey it is going to be given back into our lives and we never ever want to forget that truth from god's word so you have every right as you give to expect that the lord is going to get it back into your life amen All right, let's stand up together. And we are going to speak some words of faith over our giving. And we want to always remind you that as we speak these words of faith, always know that this isn't just some tradition, it's not just something we do because we don't have anything else to do. No, we do this out of faith, and the Word of God tells us that whatever isn't of faith is sin. So, we are going to speak these words by faith. Amen? Let's do it. As we bring the Lord's tithe and give offerings today, we believe we receive jobs or better jobs, promotions, raises and bonuses
1: If you want, you can join us at the altar for worship, and let's sing together.
2: Step out
3: of the shadows, step out of the grave, break into the wild, and don't be afraid. Run into wide open spaces Grace is waiting for you Dance like the way has been lifted Grace is waiting Where the Spirit of the Lord is There is freedom, there is freedom Where the Spirit of the Lord is There is freedom, there is freedom Come out of the dark, just as you are, into the fullness of His love. Oh, the Spirit is here. Let God's.
2: Come back to communion Come back, back to the
3: sun Run into wide open spaces Grace is waiting for you Dance like the way has been lifted Grace is waiting Where the spirit of the Lord is Freedom, there is freedom where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom, there is freedom. Come out of the dark just as you are into the fullness of his love. Oh, the spirit is here, let there be freedom. Shake at the sound of Jesus' name Life's made whole Hearts awake at the sound of Jesus' name Chains will fall Prisons shake at the sound of Jesus'
1: name Life's made whole Hearts awake at the sound of Jesus' name the
3: Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom, there is freedom. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom, there is freedom. Come out,
1: Come out of the dark,
3: just as you are, into the fullness of His love. Oh, the Spirit is here, let there be freedom.
1: Dance like the weight has been lifted Dance like the
3: weight has been lifted Grace is waiting for you Dance like the weight has been lifted Grace is
1: waiting Let's sing that Dance like the weight has been lifted Grace is waiting for you Dance like the way has been lifted. Grace is waiting. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. There is freedom. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. There is freedom. again. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. There is freedom. There is freedom Where the Spirit of the Lord is There is freedom There is freedom Come out of the dark Just as you are Into the fullness of His love Oh, the Spirit is here Let there be freedom Let there be freedom Jesus, I can't get enough And I can walk away I can walk away For I have seen your face I can't walk away. Let's just raise our hands and sing this. I just want to be. And I just want to be where you are. And I just want to be near your heart. And there is nothing like your love. Jesus, there is nothing like your love. Listen, I can't get enough. And I can't get enough. I know I can't get enough of your amazing love. Jesus, I can't get enough And I can't walk away And I can't walk away For I have seen your face can't walk away, I just want to be, and I just want to be where you are, and I just want to be near your heart, and there is nothing like your love. Jesus, there is nothing like your love And I just want to be where you are And I just want to be near your heart And there is nothing like your love Jesus, there is nothing like your love. raise our voices. just raise our hands and sing holy. Jesus. There is nothing like your love.
4: Thank you, Father God. Lord, we worship you tonight. We thank you, Father God. Lord, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you, Father, that because of you, our names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life if we have received you as our Lord and our Savior. Father, there's nothing that we want to go back to Lord, the world before was not good. Those before Christ days, they weren't good. But, Lord, the Jesus days, the days that we are serving you, following you, where where you're just in our hearts, Father God, in a mighty, mighty way. Lord, you've changed everything for us, Lord. You've caused us to grow from glory to glory, Father. If we study your word, if we attend the services, Lord, if we're here serving you, Father. Lord, we just want to thank you and, and tell you again that we love you, that you are holy, that you are holy, that you are a holy, holy, holy God. You are our God, Father. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Let's just say holy. holy. I, let's say holy. 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 He is holy. Amen. 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 Well, you may be seated? Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Well, I want to call up Liz and Dana Nile, and I want you to stand and give them a good High Desert Word Center welcome. Amen. We're we're glad that they're here. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. As pastors said, we've known these guys for 28 years. I didn't realize, you know, it had been that long. But that's pretty cool, man. And, you know, I learned today that they've been married 46 years, 46 years. And I... And I also, well, I learned a while back that when he proposed to her, they were not saved yet, but didn't he say to you that I will take you to the ends of the earth?
5: Marry me and I'll show you the world.
4: Marry me and I'll show you the world. They weren't even born again yet, you know? So it was five more years until you received Jesus, right? Hallelujah. And now you're just going all over the place. Amen. So, anyway, tonight is Liz's night. Amen. Because <laughs> us prison, we us us women preachers, we have something to say. Amen. And you can't say it unless they invite you up to say it. So at this church, the women get to speak. Yeah. So go for it,
5: sister. Yeah, we
4: believe right. that. Doctor. Amen.
5: So my husband Dana and I are ends of the earth ministry, and that means we get to travel all over the world, and we're very happy to be able to do that. We're blessed to do that. Um, in a minute, we're going to show you a video of our last long mission trip. For, you know, through COVID, uh, we didn't get to go on a lot of trips because, uh, you know, COVID was happening. Danon went on some trips, but he was only able to go to one, one nation at a time. I'm kind of ringing. Is this working all right? Uh, so Dane was only, you know, he, through COVID, he went to a couple different nations in Nepal a number of times, I believe. But once last year came, we got to go on our, our long trip again. We do it uh, in the in the fall and winter. And we went to uh, four different countries, or three different countries this last time. Three, and we were gone over two and a half months about. So I'm going to show you the video. And I also want to just thank you, thank all of you for, for uh just supporting us we're, we're very happy to be uh, part of the family here we feel like we're part of the family you're very faithful the money that we do get money in the mail <laughs> we get a lot of money in the mail it helps us to, to live but also we support a lot of you know some different ministers over there and, and able to help out with uh, other people when they need it that's good isn't it praise god so let's show that video and then we'll get to the
6: word
2: And Lord, I feel the
6: movement of your spirit in my life to go. And Lord, I hear the thunder of your voice call out, arise and go. No matter what the cost to me, the author of all history deserves the love from every tribe and tongue. And I hear the spirit beckoning, I can't escape this mystery, that I could help bring you what you. the harvest, you deserve it all. Here I am, I say yes to the Lord. Of the harvest, you deserve it all. Here I am, I say yes. And now... Now is the time you chose in history for me to be the So here I will respond right where I am and I will give my life. Yeah.
5: seen it for a while at the end there uh you saw we got to do a we were with uh our friends in vietnam and we did a bible school graduation we we did that that bible school for about nine months here in in america right right last last about this time last year we were doing it and so we got to be there for the graduation and all over the world, we just get to work with such wonderful people. We're just so thankful for what God is doing in the nations and the people that we get to work with. Because they're, they're awesome. They're awesome people. You'll love them. <laughs> You'll have to get introduced to them in heaven because you helped us go. Amen? Yes. Amen. And we believe for a harvest in all the nations. You know, before Jesus comes again, every tongue and tribe is going to come to know him. You know, it, it seems like a huge task, but we believe God, don't we? He said he will do it, and he will do it. You know, Jesus saved the world in three years. <laughs> he came to the earth in his ministry on the earth, although, although that preparation time wasn't wasted. But for those three years, he ministered, and he saved the world. What could happen if all of us get busy with what we're called to do? Amen? And the Spirit of God moving all over the earth. We can get the job done. Hallelujah. 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 We're going to do it. We are the church of the living God praise the lord so tonight i'm i'm preaching a message it's called in the potter's hands in the potter's hands and i want you to know that god wants to get his hands on you (laughs) he wants to get his hands on you in your life and in your heart he he has a real plan for your life do you know that that uh we can go along and we can have Things going pretty well. But there are times when we let God do big things in our lives where there's big changes. I've been a Christian for a while now, and I've seen times where the Holy Spirit has come and, and, and you know, a lot of change has happened. And God wants to do that in these days, and these hours. So we have to say yes to God. We have to say yes to him. He wants to work in our hearts and lives. Say yes. Yes, yes God. Get your hands on me. That's what we want. We want God's hands on us. And you know what God's response is? It's in Jeremiah. Jeremiah chapter 18, verse 6, it says, O Israel, can I not do to you as the potter has done to his clay? As the clay is in the potter's hands, so are you in my hands. When we say yes to God, and we say, God, get your hands all over my life, then God will do that. Amen? So let's say yes. yes. Yes, God. Get your hands all over my life. I want your glory, Lord. (laughs) In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. So let's pray. Father, we do thank you. I thank you for these people here tonight, Lord. And I thank you that you know them, that you have called them by name. Lord, that they are yours. They belong to you, Lord God. And I thank you that your spirit is here right now tonight, Lord, and you want to speak to us. You want to show us things that we need to hear and to see in this day and hour, Lord. And I thank you, Father, that you do have a plan. And your plan is that we will go from glory to glory, just like Pastor Janice just said, Lord. I thank you for it, Lord, because that is our call. And as we'll see tonight, our call is a call to glory. And we pray that, Father, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So when you think about pottery and vessels, sometimes in this Time and age, we might think of some nice pot that we set on, on the shelf and it looks pretty. And sometimes they're really expensive. <laughs> but that's not how it was in Bible times. All the pottery and vessels that were created, they had a purpose. They were used for hauling water, for storing water, for, for cooking, for, for a lot of different things. Even there was a peapot, pot. <laughs> Amen. there was a, a, a vessel for everything and everything had a purpose all those vessels have purpose See God created each and every one of us with a purpose He has a purpose for our lives and what I want us to see tonight is that purpose That purpose so when we know you know, jesus He was successful in his ministry because he knew his purpose When we have our purpose settled we we'll, we'll we'll go further than we have before Amen? Amen. So God, in the beginning, he said, let us create man in our image. That's the first thing that we were created to be. We were created to be in the image of God, like God. God said, let them be like me. God said that. I want to make them like me, like us. Hallelujah. And, and let's, let's turn our Bibles to Romans chapter 8 in verse 29, and I'm going to read it out of the Amplified Classic. You know, we are created to have a father, son, or daughter relationship with our God, to know him, to really, really know him. In Romans 8, 29, in in the Amplified Classic, it says, For those whom he foreknew, of whom he was aware and loved beforehand, he loved you beforehand, he also destined from the beginning Foreordained them to be molded into the image of his son. Did you hear that? He foreordained us to be molded into the image of his son and to share inwardly his likeness that he might be, that we might be, he might become the firstborn among many brethren. Hallelujah. So he created us to be like him, to be just like him in his image. Now I think that we know that, but I want you to think tonight what God's like. (laughs) Think about what God is like, and then we can think that's what I'm I'm like. Amen. You think of God, and as we've gotten to know God, as we've experienced Him, you know there are so many different ways we could describe God. So many ways that we've come to know Him, and and, you know for all eternity we're going to know Him more and more. That's how big our God is. But we can think of God; He's Creator. He's creator of the heavens and the earth. He's creator of all that is. He's the eternal one. He's the God that always was and always will be. Such an amazing God. You think about it. He named all the stars. He knows them all by name. He's an all-knowing God. (laughs) All-knowing. Right? He's all-powerful. Think about Jesus. He's the Savior of the world. Only one Savior. Only one God who could do it, and Jesus did it. He's the Savior of the whole world. Hallelujah. And then we think about the Holy Spirit. He's, he's the indwelling one. He's the, he's the pure and holy one. He's with us all the time. He's the one that reveals truth to us. Our God is truth. And we're tonight, he's a holy God. Just think of all the ways and all the different characteristics of God and think, I am created in his image. Man? And if you think about God and, and he was to show up here, you know, you, you, the only thing, you, one thing you might say is, oh, glory. <laughs> God is so glorious. See, when God shows up, he shows up with all that he is. He is a, he's a divine person. When God shows up, his power shows up. His presence shows up. His purpose shows up. God, God, his glory, his presence He's so magnificent. (laughs) He's so wonderful and we are in his image. You know, God is not a, a far off God. He's not in heaven being glorious. You know, he's been ever watchful over all of his, his creation to have his plan come to pass in a big way. God has, has, you know, he's got it all laid out. Isn't that amazing? He knows it from the beginning to the end. And he wrote it down for us so we can know the end. <laughs> Hallelujah. We know how we're ending up. Isn't that good? And he, he's, he's not only been watchful over his, his, his plan and purpose, but he's watchful over each and every one of our lives. God is watchful over us that his plans and his purposes for our life will come to pass. Isn't that amazing? He is so Awesome. So magnificent. So glorious that he could, he could watch over every single life on the planet and, and work and get, get us into the place where he forms us into the image of his son. <laughs> Hallelujah. Cause that has always been his plan for all mankind that when he created them, he said, let them be in my image, in our image. That's what his plan is for every single purpose, person. But, you know, we know that never, not every single per- person follows the plan of God. We know that, don't we? Let's read um, in Romans 8, 8.30. And I'm going to read it in the Amplified Classic again. And it says, And those whom he thus foreordained, he also called. And those whom he called, he also He glor- also justified acquitted, made righteous, put them in right standing with himself. And those whom he justified, he also glorified, raising them to the heavenly dignity and condition or state of being. See, he glorified us. We, you know, creation, man, Adam and Eve have fallen for glory, but Jesus came and, and he restored glory for us. That we could have the glory on the inside of us. See, God lives in us, but He also, He, He, when He made us righteous, He put His glory back in us. Hallelujah. And our lives are about getting that glory out. <laughs> From the inside out, glory be to God. See, what I want us to see tonight is I was created to be just like Him, but a glorious version of me. I was created to be me, but a glorious version of me. You were created to be you, but the glorious version of you. That God's glory would be seen. What did Jesus do? He went about, he went about showing the Father to everybody. Showing who God was. To glorify God. That's what we're called to do. We're, we're, we're to, to walk on this earth to glorify God. See, to know ourselves, we really, to know our, ourselves, we need to know God. To know who we are, What we're created for, who, who, how we're to walk on this earth, then we must know God. Because we're in His image again. And we are called the glory. Now, you know, we, we just, sometimes we get used to living natural lives. And natural, you know, we gotta go to jobs, we gotta eat our food, we gotta clean our house, we gotta do a lot of stuff that just seems natural. But even in those things, we can do them for God. To glorify Him. But see, there, there is a glory that we're called to. And it doesn't have to be that you're standing in the pulpit. It just is that you learn who you are because you know who created you. And in that knowing, you can manifest God because you are called to glory and to make God known. Hallelujah. See, when we understand the magnitude of who he created us to be, then we'll honor him, we'll honor ourselves, and we'll honor one another. And then we'll see that so many things in this world are just below us. There's a lot of things in this world that, you know, have nothing to do with us, other than to drag people out of that. And we'll see that, you know, that's below me. That has nothing to do with me. I don't want any of that. See, it will create a a purpose and a focus for our lives. We're here for what? For glory. To glorify God. We We are creatures. We are creatures, creations of glory. All right, now turn in your Bible just a couple chapters, or one chapter actually. Romans chapter 9 and verse 21. And this whole thing about the potter and the clay here is once again. In Romans chapter, uh, 9 and verse 21, I'm gonna read it out of the New King James Version. It says, Does not, here's a question, does not the potter have power over the clay from the same lump to make one vessel for honor and another for dishonor? Does not the potter have power over the clay? See, when God made man, you can just think of it like this. He had this one big lump of clay. And he he formed man out of the dust of the earth. And he breathed life into him. And God had power over that. And he knew that when he gave mankind the choice, power of will to choose, he gave them the choice whether to follow him or not. Brother Hagin used to say it this way. He says that, you know, the same sun that that melts wax will harden clay. See, our hearts can either be like, like wax that, that just melt in the presence of God and, and go and let God move in us. Or they can be like clay that harden, say no to God. People that push God away, their hearts get harder. You know, and really, if somebody is getting hard because they're hearing truth, that's a good thing because sometimes when they get so hard that they just get down where, where that, that rock cracks god's able to crack that rock amen amen but some people reject god i don't know why i don't understand it because you know god is so wonderful isn't he amen so god knows that there are some that will follow him and some weren't but let's read the next verse it says what if god wanting to show his wrath and to make his power known Endured with much long-suffering the vessels of wrath prepared for destruction, and that he might make known the riches of his glory on the vessels of mercy, which he had prepared beforehand for glory. Again, do you see that? God wants to show the riches of his glory on the vessels of mercy. God has mercy. God is merciful. (laughs) Aren't you glad for the mercy of God? Aren't you glad when you found out about the mercy of God? <laughs> Amen. God is merciful. And he He had a plan beforehand, and he prepared us for glory. See, it's you think of glory as some, some abstract thing, but really it's a real down-to-earth thing. It's the plans and purpose that God has for your life for his glory. The good works that God prepared beforehand that you should walk in them. Amen? And we can do it. We can do it. We have to remember it, though. Then we can live with God's standard in mind. We are called to glory. We're called to glory. Hallelujah. Now, let's go back. When I was first a new Christian, I, you know, in a lot of meetings like this, you'll hear what you need to do. People, teachers will teach you what you need to do. And the the, the word will come, and it will bring light, and you think, oh, i got to do that. But when I was a new Christian, one day, I just got frustrated. (laughs) Have you ever gotten frustrated? (laughs) I thought, God, you're showing me all these different things and putting it out there, and, and I see it, but I don't know how to do it. I'm just not very disciplined. I'm not a disciplined person. You know, I started smoking marijuana at 14 years old. My older brothers and sisters helped me with that. <laughs> and, and until we got saved, that was the big, you know, stronghold in our life was marijuana. We, we did a lot of other drugs and, and partied. But marijuana was the everyday thing we did. And it was the stronghold. And I, you know, once we got free, we were free. But my brain, well, you know, you start smoking marijuana at 14, I was not very disciplined in my thinking. I didn't know how to even keep a train of thought going. Very good. And my life was, you know, I did what I did, but I wasn't very disciplined. And so I said to God, why did you make me like this? You tell me what I need to do, but you made me this person. I don't know how to do it. I can't do it. It seems too big for me. And then that very day, I was having this discussion with God. I came across this scripture. In verse 20, just a little bit ahead, in Romans 9, It says, but indeed, oh man, who are you to reply against God? Will the thing formed say to him who formed it, why have you made me like this? (laughs) Why have you made me like this? So I I thought, okay, God, I hear (laughs) you. How can I say to you, why did you make me like this? See, I was looking at myself, and that's what we often do. We look at ourselves instead of looking at God. And God's the one... That changes us. And I looked in the verses we read earlier, and I saw that I was a vessel of mercy. God has poured his mercy out on me, just like he has on you. And he's called me to glory. He prepared beforehand glory for me. So I learned that day that God can do anything. I'm going to trust you, God. I'm going to trust you. You know, nothing, say this with me, nothing, It's too hard for the Lord. Nothing. (laughs) That's good news, isn't it? (laughs) Nothing. See, there's nothing in us that God cannot change. I'm not saying it will happen today, you know, in one day, but there is nothing God cannot change. Nothing he cannot move out of our way. That's true. There is nothing, not even our motives in why we do things. God can show us those things we need to change. And we can decide, yes, God. And God's, the grace of God is infinite. And through Him we can change. We can, we can live with His hands in our lives, molding us and changing us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, we're gonna talk about how we do it. And let's turn another couple chapters. Romans chapter 12. You, you know these scriptures, but I'm reminding you of them. <laughs> So you know, when we know things and we see them again more clearly, we can use it proactively in our lives. There is a process of us being changed. A process. In Romans 12 verse 1, it says, I beseech you. I'm going to stop right there. Who is you? You, the real you, is a spirit man on the inside. You are a spirit. You probably know this. You have a soul. This, your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions. That's your soul. And you live in a body. Right? Right here it talks about all three of those things. It says, I beseech you, so your spirit, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God. There's that word mercy again. Even by doing this, it's by the mercies of God. That you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, holy acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service our worship. So our bodies, each of us have a body, and it says what we're to do with our bodies. We're to present them on the altar as a sacrifice. This is a lifelong process of presenting your body because your body is like my body. Everybody, we live in this flesh. And until we get redeemed bodies, we get resurrected out of the ground, we all have to deal with our flesh. And our flesh has its own nature. The nature of our flesh is selfishness. It wants its own way. It wants to sleep in and not go to church. (laughs) It wants to be lazy. It wants to have its own way. You know, so we could say the nature of the flesh is pride. Pride. My own way. And we all have to deal with it. And it tells us how. With the next verse. But first I want to read this out of Galatians, uh, chapter 5 and verse 17. This is out of the voice version. I thought it just said it real simply. It said, for everything the flesh desires goes against the spirit. And everything the spirit desires goes against the flesh. There is a constant battle raging between them that prevents you from doing the good you want to do. So this is, this is our life. we need to to take control of our flesh. Take control of our flesh because, you know, when you get born again, your spirit, every one of us that's born again, I know you want to fulfill the will of God. You want to do the right thing. And this, these scriptures tells us how. How. How to do the right thing. And so verse 2 in Romans chapter 12, it says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is a good and, perf- and acceptable and perfect will of God. God's saying this to us. He says, I want you to prove me. I, I give you this challenge. Prove me. Prove my will. And this is how you're going to do it. You're going to have your mind renewed. You're going to have your thinking renewed. You have to, unless, see, unless we have our thinking renewed, we will not fulfill the will of God. We won't do it. Our flesh will rule us. We'll be ruled. There's many, many, millions of millions of flesh-ruled Christians on the earth that will not fulfill the will of God for their lives. Not the perfect will. They'll make it to heaven. But how many of you want to do better than that? <laughs> I want to do better than that. Amen? I'm not there yet. Well, i got lots of growing to do yet. And you know what needs to change? First, what happens is your believing has to change. And how does that happen? You put the Word of God before your, before your eyes and in your ears and in your mouth. And the Word of God goes from, from here, off the page, it needs to get down in your heart. And then down in your heart, the Holy Spirit gets a hold of it. He got something to work with and he brings revelation of truth. And when that revelation of truth happens, then you have faith. When you know it, when you're not just trying to know it, but you know it, then it, it renews your mind. And when your thinking has changed, you change your thinking and you can change your believing, I mean your, your actions. First comes the believing, then the thinking, then your actions and your speaking. You know, you can tell if people believe things by, you know, what they say. They may might say the right thing in church, but you listen to them elsewhere. And I catch myself, and I correct my husband sometimes. <laughs> he knows it. <laughs> he corrects me, too. Is that what you want? You know, that's not the Word of God. We know it, but we say it. So when, we, when our speaking is changed... Our thinking has changed. Yes. Amen. Amen. And then you can control things. You can have God's perfect will in your life. Did you notice how there is a word in that, uh, in chapter 2, uh, verse 2, I mean, it says conformed. Do you notice it says formed, conformed, or be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That word conformed means to be fashioned alike. It means conformed to the same pattern. See, the default uh, setting on all of our lives, just like on a computer, there's default settings. You have to go in and change things for things to change, right? See, our default setting, unless we have our mind renewed, we are just going to be like the world. We are conformed to the world. We're just like, sadly, but yeah, true. So things have to change, and our thinking has to change. And then it says transformed. By the renewing of our mind. That word transformed means to be changed. or It means to be transfigured. Transfigured. Literally, it means metamorphosis. Metamorphosis. So from one state of being to another. And how does that happen? By the renewing of our mind. So this this word uh, transformed is four times in the Bible. The first time... well, not the first time, but it 's right there in Romans chapter twelve and verse two it 's two times in, in uh, the Gospels where it talks about Jesus being transfigured on on the on the mountain you know elijah was it elijah yeah elijah and Moses came and visited with Peter, with Jesus, and that 's in um, Matthew chapter seventeen and verse two it says, and he was transfigured Jesus, he was transfigured before them, and his face shone like the sun, and his clothes became as white as the light. So all of a sudden, Peter, James, and John got to see Jesus as he really is, or really was right there. See, before they just saw the miracles, they they saw the healings, they, they heard the wonderful teachings that he did. But all of a sudden, they're seeing Jesus as he really is. Before they just saw him in his natural state doing wonderful things, the wonders of God. But then they saw the glory that was on his life. See, each and every one of us, what we've been saying, we're created in God's image. We have glory on the inside of us. If we were to see right now in the realm of the spirit, we'd all see that we could be transfigured to one degree of glory to another. See, there there would be different degrees of glory in this room. If we could all see each other as we, as we are in the spirit. Do you believe that? We're shiny. <laughs> We're glorious. But see, there would be degrees and why, what would happen, why would there be degrees? Because some people know God better than others. And, and why is that? Is it because God loves some people more than other people? Is it because God's plan's greater for some people than other people? No. It's all determined by what we go after. What we go after. If we go after God, if we go after knowing him and his word, if we go after his perfect will for our lives, not just saying, you know, whatever, whatever. It's kind of whatever. (laughs) That that spirit's in the church sometimes too. Whatever. It's not whatever. It's what, what do you want, God? What are you saying, God? (laughs) <laughs> hallelujah so we are called to glory there is a call on your life and it is a call to glory it's a call to glorify God hallelujah you know it starts when we get born again but that's just the beginning but that's a glorious beginning isn't it it is I loved it I, I didn't know how to get out of my stinking life <laughs> But God saved me. Wasn't it, isn't it wonderful? Yes. Amen. It was glorious and it is glorious. But you know how, you know, all along the ways when we, this is how we're changed from one degree of glory to another. Let's look at that. That's the fourth place that that scripture is. Actually, I'm going fast. Where is that scripture? Hmm. Where is it? Okay. It's Second Corinthians 317. It says, Now the Lord is a spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Where is the liberty? Wherever the Spirit is. we sang that song tonight. Wherever you want to wherever you are, God, that's where I want to be. Wherever the Spirit of God is. You know, He's always with us. You know, we we love having a wonderful prayer time. How many of you love that? Just when you have an awesome prayer time. And, and just time in the word and god reveals himself and his presence is so wonderful but you know what he's with us all the time wherever we go god's with us his presence is with us that liberty that freedom that freedom to talk to somebody about jesus that freedom to shine and do our jobs with you know with his grace amen freedom but verse 18 It says, But we all, with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image. Do you see how it says same image? How God created us in his image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. So the mirror is the word of God. We look into the word. And that word gets down in our heart. And the Spirit of God gets involved, and he, he, he brings revelation of truth in our hearts. And then we're, our minds are renewed. And then change happens. Change. We're changed. We're changed because we start acting different. Right? We get more freedom to do and be everything God's called us to be. Hallelujah. And that's, you know, another way of talking about repentance. You know, when you were born again, what did you do? You changed. You turned. Truth came and you changed and you turned and you you, you went God's way. Well, that, that happens all through your life. Repentance is a gift from God. It means change. It means change your thinking and change your actions. Repentance. That's a good thing. Say repentance. repentance. is a good thing. It's a grace of God on our lives. And there's times when God, like I was saying earlier at the very beginning, God gets, you know, we have times of visitation. I believe that. But God does, you know, just revival in our hearts, personal revival. And, pers- and revival in the church where God comes in and he does great things. And I believe we have to seek after that. We have to go for it and say, God, I want more of you in my life. I want more change. I want to repent. I want to change my thinking. Because if we walking in and everything that God has, us, what needs to change? Right up here. We don't see things like we need to see things. And we're doing things we don't need to be doing. Wasting time. <laughs> we only got so much. And I know I waste time. But your calling is calling you. And what is the call? It's the call to glory. It's called to be transformed into his very image. It's a call to walk just like Jesus walked. Go about doing good and healing all that are oppressed of the devil. There's some oppressed people out there. Even in the church, there's some oppressed people that you can make a difference in their lives because of the glory that's in you. But we need to realize, you know, it's a process. Is it a process? Like I said, we can go we can go leaps ahead if we just go after it. But it is a process. See, God's not in a hurry. Have you ever noticed that about God? (laughs) I've told God before, you know, you're never late, but it seems like you're kind of last minute sometimes. (laughs) We're believing for something and we're believing and believing and it comes at the last minute. But God's faithful. (laughs) He's faithful. But he's not in a hurry. He's not going to put you in a place where you're not ready for. So what's what's the clue there? Get ready. Amen. Get ready. There is a call on the church to get ready. Because God's got a plan. And that plan is for a glorious bride without spot or wrinkle. It's a plan where the sons and the daughters are, are revealed on the earth as sons of God. Hallelujah. You know, it says when Jesus appears that we're gonna see Him as is, that we're gonna see we're like Him because we're gonna see Him as He is. We're gonna be just like Him. We're gonna walk in His presence and glory like that. But you know, like I said, it doesn't happen. We just need to go after it. God develops us in the secret place of the Most High. So I don't know what your, what your, your prayer life is like. We're gonna talk about that in a minute, but it's, there's more. There's more of God for each and every one of us. And we need to go after God. Hallelujah. Now, I'm going to use the story of Elijah and Elisha. You know that story in the Old Testament? I'm just going to tell parts of it. But you know, Elijah and Elisha, one day Elisha's out in the field plowing. We've seen this in Nepal. They plow with oxen behind. And he had 12 yoke oxen. I don't think that was all in his behind his plow in front of his plow but there was a field of workers in his field and Elijah comes by God has already told Elijah to go to go anoint Elisha to take his place so he throws his mantle upon him he throws the the anointing of the prophet upon him and all of a sudden he gets a taste of the anointing of God and you know what he does he he slaughters his oxen and he kisses mommy and daddy goodbye and he goes and he follows the prophet. That's what he did. And he, he served Elijah for many years, just as a servant. Let, let's look at it. We're gonna just, I got a, like a, a short version of Second Kings chapter 2 verses 1 through 6, cause they went through four places, and we're gonna look at these four places and what they, what they reveal about our spiritual walk. And, and uh, They're just symbols of our spiritual walk. So in 2 Kings chapter 2, verse 1 through 6, this is just the mini version, the condensed version. And when the Lord was about to take Elijah up to heaven in a whirlwind, Elijah and Elisha were on their way to Gilgal. And Elijah said to Elisha, stay here. The Lord has sent me to Bethel. But Elisha Elisha said, as surely as the Lord lives and as you live, I will not leave you. So they went to Bethel. Then Elijah said to him, stay here, Elisha, the Lord has sent me to Jericho. And he replied, as surely as the Lord lives and as you live, I will not leave you. So they went to Jericho. Then Elijah said to him, stay here. The Lord has sent me to the Jordan. And he replied, as surely as the Lord lives and as you live, I will not leave you. So the two of them walked on. So this journey, they went to four different places. And we're going to look at them. And they represent our spiritual walk with God. Now, I heard a sermon not that long ago that talked about this. And then I studied it for myself. I didn't like everything. I didn't know how he got some of the things he said. So I studied it myself and looked up different commentaries. And so this is, it represents our spiritual walk. And it's not step one, two, three, four. All these these things are to be a part of our life all through our journey with God. So... The first place they went to was Gilgal. Gilgal was the first place that the children of Israel camped across the Jordan when they came into the promised land. Uh, Gilgal means a rolling or a rolling away. So it's called Gilgal because God was saying to them, I have a rolled away your past. And this, you are no longer slaves, but now you are my covenant people. This is where they, they were circumcised. The cutting away of the flesh. So that, that's a symbol that they were in covenant with God. So we are to be circumcised of the heart, right? The cutting away of the flesh so that we may serve the living God. See, they were no longer slaves, but now they're to serve and worship God with their lives. See, sir, serving God is our call. No matter what we're doing, If we should do everything as service to God. And then it will be, we'll get eternal rewards for it. Whether you're cleaning a baby's bum, <laughs> or, or, you know, telling somebody about Jesus. If you do it for the Lord with a happy heart, <laughs> then you'll have a reward for it. Isn't that good? I thought of the baby. <laughs> so, we, Gilgal speaks of serving and worshiping God with our lives. Ser, serving someone else and waiting on them. It's a place of humility. Instead of the, Elisha had, uh, one taste of the anointing that day, and then he served Elijah for many years. He didn't, he didn't get to preach a sermon. He didn't get to, you know, go and take this offering. It says what he did was he put, poured hand, water on the, on the hands of the prophet. It means he did anything Elijah needed done, naturally speaking. You know, we learned what that means. When you are in many places, they don't have running water. They have little things of water. So you put the soap on your, on your hands, and it's really nice if you have somebody pour water on your hands. We did that a lot in Nepal. <laughs> That's what that means. He poured water on his hands so he could wash his hands. See, we all need this place of service, or we don't grow. I believe every person should have a place of service in the body of Christ, in the church. Every person should serve. There is a place for you. There is a place for you to grow. It's true. It works. I've seen it. It worked in my own life. I've I've done everything in the church. I'm not saying I'm wonderful. I just you know I just started doing stuff because it needed to be done. I took care of kids. I've cleaned a lot. I like to clean. I don't mind cleaning. How many ladies don't, or men don't like I'm cleaning? I, I like things clean. I don't mind it. So you know, do something. Because serving changed your heart yes. it 's a, it's a place of humility it's a place of putting others first it 's a place to see in the bigger picture that somebody needs to do the job so i 'm going to do it. Amen. Amen So we all need to serve, and you don 't ever quit serving. we right. don't ever quit and then the second place it came to was Bethel and Bethel's the house of God it 's a house of prayer. See jo- you know Joshua. He wrestled in the place called Bethel, and he said, surely God is in this place. See, we need to find the place where God is, and we need to worship God there. Each and every one of us, we need Bethel. We need really, you can't leave Bethel out. You've got to know God. you got to love God with all your heart. Not just one time back there or many times back there and leave it up, up behind. Love God. Worship God. Serve God. Love him. Cry out. You know, let tears fall from your eyes in the presence of God. Because he's so good. He's so good. And, and when you in his presence, you're changed. Life comes to you. And you learn how to be a person of prayer. A person that cares about other people and what's going on in their lives. Amen? So that's the second place. Bethel. We need it. This is what the psalmist said. One thing I ask of the Lord, that is what I seek. That I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord, and to seek Him in His temple. See, we—you know where the temple is now. We don't have—you don't have to come to church to seek God. God's right here. Amen. So seek Him in here to know Him, to know His voice. You know, if we really don't know God, it's—it's it's just a vain religion. You can be a Christian and just be religious. Yup. That's yup. Amen. You can just have a philosophy of life. You can go tell your people, you know, this philosophy. But it's got to be real. It's got to be real, and God's got to be real to us, or it doesn't. It's just religion. I grew up in religion. I didn't want religion. That's why I liked marijuana. (laughs) Religion was no fun. (laughs) But I found God and I found life. God's life. Amen? Amen. (laughs) it's true (laughs) and then jericho jericho the spiritual meaning of jericho is walking by faith in the victory that god provides god said march around the city once with all the armed men and keep your mouth shut that's what god said when they were going to take jericho then do this for six days six days march around the, the city keep your mouth shut then on the seventh day, march around the city seven, seven times with the priests blowing their trumpets. And when you hear the sound of the long blast of the trumpets with all the people, all the people shout with a loud shout. <laughs> For I have given you the city. Hallelujah. See, direction from God brings victory. Amen. Did you, you read the Bible, if you read the Bible, especially the Old Testament, I'm like, God, you are very specific. <laughs> he talked I'm in leviticus right now. i'm like, whoa <laughs> He's so specific about things. God likes things done a certain way And he has a plan for our victory. So that's why it's so important bethel is important because we learn to, to hear the voice of god And so they did that and the walls came down and then they took the city of jericho So so jericho speaks of the victory that the lord gives us faithfully by obeying his directions It speaks of learning to take authority over the devil by opening our mouths. Put the word of God in your mouth and it'll defeat the devil. Put the name of Jesus in your mouth. See, every one of us need to learn to take the victory that's already been given us in Christ or we will live defeated lives. See, we can cry out to God and ask him to do it, but what he's already done, he wants you to take the authority and use his name. But we got to learn to do that. See, we don't have to cry out to God for healing, do we? No, because Jesus provided it for us. We don't have to pray, God, you want to heal, heal me? God, please, please heal me, heal me, won't you please? It hurts. <laughs> I don't like it. No. We just say, thank you, God, for healing. By the stripes of Jesus, I was healed. You wait, you get it down in your heart as it comes out your mouth, and your body responds in Jesus' name. Amen? That's how it works. But we got to learn Jericho. We got to learn to take our victory. Hallelujah. And this is this is all these four things are a part of our lives. Amen. And the last place they went to was Jordan. And Jordan speaks of baptism, the death and resurrection. It's the practical outworking of of this of laying down our lives to God. Jesus whole life d- d- demonstrated this principle to the very end. Say to the very end to the end. Amen? We don't ever quit. We don't ever retire from being a Christian. You may get to lay off your job or whatever, but you still got things to do. That's right. You don't get in your easy chair and lay down, and you best at least be praying there. (laughs) Amen? Life is to the end. Now listen to this in, in John 12 and verse 23. And we're going to read 23 to 25. It says, But Jesus answered them, saying, The hour has come that the Son of Man should be glorified. Do you see that word, glorified? Most assuredly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it produces much grain. He who loves his life will lose it. And he who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. See, we need to lay down our life. It's a whole life process. It's not a one-time deal. Jesus said, it's time for the Son of Man to be glorified. Well, Jesus was being glorified all along the way, wasn't he? He was glorifying the Father. But he said, there's something happening. I'm dying. I'm going to die, and I'm going to bring life. I'm going to bring new life to everyone. He said, if you lay down your life, you'll find life. You'll take up life. So Jordan represents like what Paul said in Galatians 2.20. He said, I've been crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. But the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I live by faith in the Son of God. I've been crucified with Christ. You know, Jesus was baptized in the Jordan, you know, earlier on when he was baptized. He went from being a carpenter to being a minister of God. The the spirit of God came upon him. He was called to do that. He was called to glory. God called you. God called you from your, your mother's womb. He knew you. He's called you. He's got a call of glory on your life. Each and every one of us. Jesus fulfilled his purpose. We need to fulfill our purpose. And we're going to do it by the glory of God. By grace. Grace perfected brings glory. You know, our part is so easy. Our part is just believing. <laughs> believing what God says. And then grace comes. Hallelujah. He knows us. So jo- Jordan also speaks about, you know, when, when Elijah and Elisha, they went across the Jordan. First, Elijah struck the water. And, and the waters parted and they went across on dry ground. And then what happened? Well, after Elijah went to heaven, Elisha, he came back, and what did he say? He said, where is the Lord God of Elijah? (laughs) And what happened? See, it speaks of miracles. It speaks of the wonders of God being done. The Jordan. It means that if we lay down our life, we're going to pick up a life that's full of miracles and wonders, and we're going to be able to see God work. See God God is God is so awesome and He wants to He's got awesome things planned for us. We're at the very end. I do believe we are at the end. I hope we're at the end. If we get it together, you know, it can be the end. But we're gonna walk in the glory. We gotta say for ourselves, I'm gonna have the same miracles. Elijah saw Elisha, Elisha saw Elijah walk in miracles. And he said, I'm gonna have it too. You know, he knew God. Elisha had to know God because just a little ways right after they crossed the Jordan, uh, Eli- Elijah said to Elisha, those two names are hard to, it's always, <laughs> Elijah said to Elisha, what would, what, what would you have me do for you? And he didn't say, hmm, uh, I don't know, let me get back to you on that. <laughs> no, he knew. He said, I want double. I want double of the anointing that's on your life. And how was it he was able to say that? Because he had to have heard it from God. God must have said, "I." I'm, he saw all the miracles and all the things that were in the, the ministry, of the prophet. And, he, and God spoke to him. And he said, you just keep serving. You're going to have double. And Elijah said to Elisha, he said, okay, you say a hard thing, but if you see me when I go up, then you can have it. Don't take your eyes off me. That was Elisha's, you know, mandate. What do we, we have a mandate. Keep our eyes on Jesus. Keep our eyes on Jesus. Love him with all your heart. Love him with all your heart so that you can do what God called you to do to the very end. To the very end. You know, when you get a little older, you start thinking about this. <laughs> you know, you don't want to quit. Our our leader, Jim Caseman, his wife went to heaven not this last year. And you know it's hard when you, he's been married over 50 years, and when you're been married that long, it's hard when they leave. And he was very sad. And you know sometimes you would think, I just want to go. But he's you know he was sad. But he said, I'm not leaving until I fulfill everything God's called me to do. Amen. So we got to say that to ourselves. I'm not. You know, I'm not quitting. I'm not quitting. I'm not just, you know, not in here and not in what we do. We're not quitting. We're going to have the glory. We're called the glory. Hallelujah. Now, Jesus was able to say this right before he went to heaven, and this is my last scripture. Say hallelujah. <laughs> John 17:4. Jesus said to the Father, I have glorified. See the word glorified? I have glorified you on the earth. I have finished the work which you have given me to do. Isn't that awesome? Jesus said, I have glorified you on the earth. I have finished. See, without finishing, we don't get all the glory out. Hallelujah. So, you know, I was wondering what we're to do. I think we just need to determine in our hearts. We have to ask ourselves some questions. And I can't really, you know, answer. I can ask the questions, but you have to answer them. You have to say, you know, am, am, am I circumcised in the flesh? Have I laid aside my flesh? Or am I just walking in a lot of things that, you know, aren't really going to bring me to glory? Am I really after God? Am I, am I living in Bethel, the house of God? Am I just really knowing God more and more? Is this my life? Am I going after God? And they, they, Am I taking authority? Am I letting the devil run all over me? We can't let the devil run over us. Our, our, what belongs to us our people that we love. We say no in the name of Jesus. Amen? And then have I determined I'm going to finish? Am I going to glorify God? Am I going to glorify God with my life? So we can ask ourselves those questions. Amen? My husband looked at his watch. Oh, okay. (laughs) They like the power. So, you know, and are we renewing our mind? Are we purposely getting in the Word of God and in the presence of the Holy Spirit and renewing our mind so that we can see what God has for us? Clearer. so I just think we before you go to bed I want you to ask yourself those questions you remember this sermon can you remember it I got it in here on here <laughs> can you remember and by the way you have a lovely voice you seem beautiful God's going to use that for his glory amen amen so God's got a call on our life what is our call to glory to glorify him hallelujah be shiny bright like Jesus. Amen. 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 Well, thank you very much. God bless you.
0: Amen. Hallelujah. What a good word for us tonight. And I mean, what, uh, some awesome, awesome scripture. I hope you were writing that down to follow along uh, because there's a lot of really, really uh, good word in that for us. Amen. Can we stand up together tonight? Praise God. <laughs> Do you like that? I just, I don't, amen. So um, let's go ahead and I'm going to have a Pastor Josh kind of lead us in some worship here. But if we could, um, I'm going to have our maybe Dane and Liz, you guys want to come up and we want to give a chance for anybody that needs prayer tonight. Um, you know, and, and if you just if you weren't here this morning and and you just like hands laid on you from these guys, they again, they have seen uh, the power of God flow through them all over this world. And um, if you didn't get to hear some of the stories from this morning, I encourage you to to go back on the uh, Facebook or YouTube and listen to that. But if you're here tonight and you have a need of any kind, I'd just like for Dana and Liz to come on up. And uh, if you want hands laid on you uh, this evening. Uh again, anything at all. You know, um, we just want to make this available to you. And if not, just worship along with God for a few minutes here. Pastor Josh will lead us in worship. But if you need prayer, come on up and I'm gonna have them uh do the praying tonight instead of uh instead of instead of me and mom and dad. <laughs>
1: Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I just wanna be where you are. I just want to be near your heart There is nothing like your love Jesus, there is nothing like your love I just want to be where you are just want to be near your heart And there is nothing like your love And Jesus, there is nothing like your love And I can't get enough I can't get enough Of your amazing love And Jesus I can't get enough And I can't walk away I can't walk away For I have seen your face And I can't walk away And I just want to be where you are I just want to be near your heart, and there is nothing like your love, and Jesus, there is nothing like your love, and I just want to be where you are. I just want to be near your heart There is nothing like your love Jesus, there is nothing like your love Holy, holy, holy the side Jesus, I love you, and I just want to be where you are, and I just want to be near your heart, and there is nothing like your love, and Jesus, there is nothing like your love. I just want to be where you are. And I just want to be near your heart. There is nothing like your love. Jesus, there is nothing like your love. Nothing like your love
0: Thank you for sticking around with us for a little bit as we were able to minister to some people here tonight. Amen. Well, it's been a really great day together today. Amen. Can we give the Lord some praise? Thank you, Jesus. Well, before we close out tonight, uh, we're going to take up an offering. We're going to receive an offering for, uh, Dana and Liz and their ministry, Ends of the Earth Ministries. And so if you need an envelope, please raise your hand and the ushers will give you one. If you're doing a check, just make it out to HDWC and we'll do one total check to them. If you want to give online, go to hdwc.org slash giving and you'll uh, select the guest uh, speaker tab right there and, uh, and put it in there amen. Well, it's been an awesome, awesome day, and uh, we just can't wait to have them back again with us next year. They're back here every year with us, and uh, they're going to be ministering throughout the United States for over the summer months, and then heading back out in September, uh, probably going over to Nepal and India and uh, Sri Lanka, you said, and Thailand, Vietnam, so just all over the world, and uh, we want to be a part of that and helping them to get there. Amen. All right. So uh, if you got your envelopes, uh, we're going to go ahead and pray over that, and uh, we'll do our Barstow Faith Confession, and then you can bring your uh, offering up, and then we'll be dismissed. Amen. Does it feel good to sit down, everybody? Let's stand up. Let's go. <laughs> hey, I didn't tell you to sit down. You just did it on your own. All right. Let's. <laughs> Amen. And I got to give a great big shout out. To Joseph and Morgan with us tonight. Yeah. Amen. You guys, a lot of you remember Joseph. He was stationed at Fort Irwin. He was uh, uh, in the army out there for several years. He was so faithful to come to church and be a part of us. And uh, he even went camping with me one time. It was great. So anyway, but him and Morgan just got back from their honeymoon to Hawaii. And, uh, amen. They live up in Washington now, but they were uh, kind enough to bless us uh, with, by being with us tonight. And so make sure you give them a hug and some congratulations tonight uh, before they head out. And uh, we just love them. They're part of our heart. And they're, they're, it's great they always stop in when they're in the area. So we love them so much. Amen. Well, let's pray over our uh, offering tonight. And then we'll do the Barstow Faith Confession, and you can be dismissed. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you, Lord, for just what a wonderful day this has been. Been morning and night, and Lord, uh, we we just thank you for Dana and Liz and and for the ministry that they've imparted to us right here in Barstow. And Lord, I pray that as they continue on, Lord, uh, these next few months right here in the United States, with them traveling uh, once again overseas here in a few months, Lord, I pray in Jesus' name uh, that you're going to use them and expand their ministry to even greater than it ever has been before. I thank you that they've always got the finances, they've always got the resources and the people and everything that they need to do what you've called them to do we thank you for them and lord i just pray for everybody given tonight in jesus name lord we already saw it earlier luke 6 38 it shall be given back into their lives every need is met we thank you for it in jesus name amen let's do the faith confession and then you can bring your tithe up or excuse me your offering and be dismissed tonight we declare that barstow is a blessed city